there was a show growing up when I was a child. There was a show, and I've always loved this show. This show was a treasure, a jewel to my childhood, and I want to try to do at least like a few lines of the intro before I start talking about the podcast and the topics that I want to cover today. Um, a lot of you guys out there who were born in the 90s, were born in the 80s, or just happen to have a great taste in cartoon or animation in general, you guys will know what I'm talking about, even when you hear it. So let's begin. 1,000 years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Okay, that's where I stop it. What's going on with you? Welcome to The Greatest Voice on Anchor. My name is JT, or all stated, some of you referred to me. How you guys doing today? Um, shout out to all the listens I've been getting. Shout out to all the uh, applauses. For those of you guys who want to call in and, um, and talk about some of the topics that I have to discuss, um, I would love for you guys to call in. Call in. I'm always welcoming call-ins. I'm always welcoming people to comment. When I do this, even though I want to hear myself speak, even though I want to talk to you guys, just because sometimes I can be a little bit too egotistical, I do do this with the hope that you guys are listening and thinking I would love to talk to this guy. I'm praying that you guys listen to me, thinking I'm an engaging guy, thinking I'm a charismatic guy. So it would be dope. It would be dope to hear you guys' response. Now, with that being said, let's talk about what I want to talk about. And by the way, I know that I talk about movies and TV a lot on this on this um show. I do because simply I love to watch movies. That's not necessarily where the whole show revolves around. This essence is a show about pop culture. We're talking about pop culture, but pop culture that's relevant and pop culture that I think is dope. Now, I will veer off sometimes to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with pop culture. I say, for example, how in Australia, I guess like a few, a few days ago, they just discovered an extinct lion species in Australia that's been dead for 18 million years, which I, th- here's the thing about that. I cannot stand 2017, Kim Kardashian to get Button Jackson, Donald Trump's gonna blow up half the world. Can we get some better news stories and you finding, then you discovering animals that did, that been, that been dead for the last 18 million years? Like, come on. It'd have been dope if you'd have found them they were still alive. If they were still alive, then we'd be having a totally different conversation. God damn, the, this dude is a genius. This dude is a maverick. This might be the man we need to see and send in the Rocky Mountains to find Bigfoot. You know, like, I can't, like, you know what's funny about that? This is before I talk about the movie I want to talk about. Sign up. Me and this dude were having a conversation. I, I got a friend. This nigga, he religiously believes in Bigfoot. He religiously believes he will swear on his dick, on his arm, cut all, cut all four of his. He lost one finger. Cut all of his, cut all four fingers on his right arm off, to, in the belief that he believes that Bigfoot is an existing physical creature that walks the forest and plains of Colorado, Wyoming, wherever else you find a lot of Trump supporters. So, <laughs> and you know, we were having an argument, and I was like, you know, how can I was, I was, I just told him, I was like, you know, bro. How can you, like, how, I was like, bro, like, how can you as a grown man in 2017 believe in Bigfoot when all we've gotten is just false photos, stories, myths, weird-ass gift shops and hick towns that sell you uh, Sasquatch keychains? Like, how can you believe it's this actual real creature? Nobody's actually seen him. And as stupid as this sounds, he actually made up a good point, and I thought about it. He said, he said, you know, have you asked me, have you been camping before? Me, despite the fact that being Negro and despite the fact that in Negroid culture, camping is not the most popular of recreation activities, I have been camping a few times. I said, yeah, he's okay. How often have you seen a bear? I was like, not that often. He's okay. You live in the state, California. You live in the state where this is the most, where most bears live here. You've been camping, uh, say, 10 plus times. You have never encountered a bear. You can say the same thing about a Sasquatch. And let's say, for example, that the Sasquatch is probably an animal with near, near to human intelligence. Or he's close Close to human intelligence compared to others, 
they might be really adept in avoiding human contact. Now, still sounds like bullshit to me, but at the same time, I'll entertain the theory just because I love having conversations about, I love, I love cryptozoology. Like, I really do love cryptozoology. Like, I'm never one of those people, I entertain a lot of theories. I'm not, I don't believe in every single, like, I don't believe in the tradition. I believe in aliens, but I don't believe in the traditional bull-padded ETs gonna sit in a little white boy's basket and ride and make him fly across the sky and stuff like that. I don't believe in aliens like that. But at the same time, I do believe in the possibility that there's aliens. As far as when it goes into cryptozoology, cryptozoology, for those who don't know, that's the belief in like those fantastical creatures that we haven't proved to exist yet. But, you know, for like I always say with cryptozoology, you, know, you got to realize there's a lot of animals that are alive right now, like the manatee, like the gorilla that people thought were myths at first. You know, even with the gorilla, when, when black people first told uh, white people came to South Africa about gorillas, like, yes, they're big black monsters that are warm in the forest. They were like, no, nigger, that's you. You feel me? But it's like, yeah, I don't know. So you got to go both So anyway, today is the release date of a film that I've been anticipating for five months on end. This one from one of my most famous one of my most favorite film directors of the world that's existed has given us the gift of amazing cinema, Guillermo del Toro, who I actually tried to get a voiceover acting job with that. I submitted to his acting company. I was like, you know, I do great voiceover. I can do it in Espanol. Yo puedo hablar Espanol también. Muy bien. Pero él no me, no me, no me presentación. Which is okay. I'm fine. I, I'm not You son of a bitch! I'm joking. So anyway, with that being said, he released a film. I got distributed in theaters. What well, actually... It came out in New York on December 1st, but it came out across other other theaters in the country December 7th. So I was hella excited. I was hella geeked up today and yesterday because I was like, okay, bro, I'm going to go see this film. I'm going to record my podcast. I'm going to go see the film. I'm going to invite a hella pretty girl. It's going to be lit. I come to find out this, this nigga, and he only released the film in like, he only released the film in select theaters, which means like, only only in cities that really people really give a ish about and that happens not to be one of the cities that I live in in California right now in California he released the movie in Los Angeles and San Francisco and that's it I live in Galt Galt sounds like sounds like the shit that you get in your toe I don't I live no I live like I literally live a two and a half hour drive away from San Francisco which I ain't spending $40 in gas just to go see a damn film. I love the film. I think it's a dope concept. I'm going to wax poetic about the concept of the film in a minute. But my heart does not feel the urge to spend that much money on gas. I don't know what that being said. Uh, Shape of Water is actually a dope concept. It's basically about this U.S. government. They kidnap. They catch this merman-ish sea creature, humanoid underwater being that we're going to assume is a, is a sulky or a merman. We're going to assume it's a merman. Or some merman, or a mermaid with a deep ass voice and no vagina, you know, either or. It could be either or. And so that happens to be this blonde, this, um, this, um, I don't know if she's dumb. It's either she's dumb or deaf. She can't speak or she can't hear. It's one of the two. I'm not clear on you. You know, those two, it's a very, it's a very, it's very hard to tell between a dumb person and a deaf person sometimes. But anyway, because they both use sign language, if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, I think she's, I think she's deaf. No, I think she's dumb. She can't speak. I think she's dumb. So with that being, they gotta come up with a better. They need to have. They need to have a better um, reference word for you not being able to speak. That sounds very really good. This dumb because it gets. This dumb, to that dumb bitch downstairs. No, no, no. So, so I mean to that dumb woman. Like, <laughs> like it's just this is weird to me. But um, yeah. Um, and she happens to you know you know she's you know of course because she's down she's in a situation where you know she doesn't have that much family she's solitude worker she's a janitor working down there she has no friends no family no guy popping her right and so she happens to make friends with the feet with the fish creature 
And she actually, you know, from watching the preview, she actually attempts to help the creature escape. And we actually figure out they end up having kind of like a little romantic connection. Now, they're insinuating, you know, from the from the poster of the picture, which shows the fish thing underwater and him holding her arms and him holding and her holding hers and her holding his in return. We are going to assume that some sexual intercourse might have taken place between these two vastly different um, spectrums of species. And, you know, you know, I'm not I'm not all, I'm not totally against the idea of fish and human sex. I don't I haven't seen a fish that was that effable. <laughs> like, but, uh, you know, it could be it's weird because the creature, if you think about it, it kind of looks like Hellboy. It kind of looks like like the blue thing from the Hellboy movie, the blue uh, smart thing from Hellboy. <laughs> and he kind of reminds me of Beast from X-Men. They're both they're both blue, vaguely, obviously uh, uh, like unhuman humanoid creatures that happen to have very superior intelligence like i just thought about that um, i don't know i guess i'm talking about it because i want to see the film so bad bro like i want to see the film but you know it's not a, it's <clears throat> i can't spend thirty dollars on gas just to go see a film i can't do it my 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 heart my 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 heart would not let me do it i just i, I will feel so stupid doing that but i don't it might be worth it you never know what films are you going to see this year i guess i want to ask you guys you know what I didn't even talk about that uh, on my YouTube channel. I did a list of my favorite films of this year. I didn't even talk about it. Why don't you guys, this is what I'm going to do. Call in right now and let me know what were your favorite films of 2016? What were your favorite films of 2016? And after that, also just call in and let me know what are your favorite. What was your what was your top two favorite films of 2017 if you went to go see them? And if you happen to have a film that you didn't like, let me know what was the worst film that you didn't like. I'm gonna let you in the last segment. What were my favorite films of this year? I'm gonna let you know in the next segment. Um, yeah, I really like this. I really like this concept. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to the um the person created Anchor. I actually like this show. This is lit. So, anyway, my favorite films, my most adored cinema of 2017. The world of 2017, this year was a very, very climatic year for us, you know, between Donald Trump becoming president, between Prodigy dying, R.P. Prodigy, between Barack Obama leaving us, whole time, the whole country has been in turmoil and waste, thinking we're going to die from nuclear smoke and atomic bomb bombs from, from four to five. We've been worried about this the whole time. The whole time, this nigga been kicking in Hawaii. Well, now he's back, man. Now he's doing some work in Chicago. You know, shout out to him and Chance the Rapper, really trying to return, really trying to bring Chicago into the first world. I, I really respect that. <laughs> so anyway. Thank God this year was not short of great films. And so let's talk about some good films of this year that I saw that I really did enjoy that I think was dope. Um, you know, I did a list on YouTube. And even and it's weird because when I did a list on YouTube, I felt like the list was incomplete. Because right after I, after I made the list, I went to go see the Coco movie, uh, Disney's movie Coco, which was so freaking dope. I encourage you, people of all ages, to go see that film. And I talked about this on one of my segments earlier. The reason why to me that film was so dope is because, like, you know, because of the current climate, you know, with the, um, with the, um, well, I say with the eye of Sauron on illegal immigration, with, I think right now, the majority of the country is looking at Mexicans in a negative light. I feel like in the United States of America, outside of the Western coast and outside of places where you might have a few pockets of significant Mexicans, People aren't aware of the beauty of Mexican culture. Now, granted, that's not to say just because Mexicans know how to make a few burritos and make cool, cool music that we have to allow them to immigrate in here illegally. You know, I'm against legal immigration by all. I mean, I'm, I'm totally against legal immigration. But at the same time, I feel like that 
when you're in the news saying demonizing them, generalizing all Mexicans as rapists and pedophile rapists, pedophiles, murderers, etc., cetera, et cetera, just the just the the scum of the earth, and even in prison are looking as the scum of the earth. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not looking at the beauty of the culture. You know, it's like it's kind of like I think sometimes you can you can. You can alienate, uh, you can alienate an ethnic group, alienate a group of people so much to where you forget that these are actual human beings with feelings that bleed blood, that actually have their own custom and culture, that have children, care about their stuff. So, the reason why I love Go Coco is because, and this is going to sound so weird, but I just going to say it. And I loved Coco because I feel like for Middle America, for the Middle of America, for the flower states, if they watch it, it would humanize Mexicans. I feel like that most of that middle, and I say middle of America because a lot of middle of America is where most of Trump got most of his supporters from. I feel like it'll humanize Mexicans. I feel that. I feel. I feel that when they see this film, they'll look at them in light where they say, "You know what? This isn't just a group of people who are breaking into our borders and raping our kids and stealing our jobs at the at the, at the power plant. These are actually real living people who have a culture, have a beautiful culture." beautiful culture and it's, it's just dope to me like so coco definitely is on my top five films of this year following coco it probably had to be thor ragnarok amazing film thor ragnarok was amazing thor ragnarok was amazing to me comedically acting wise action wise just a just a triple dombo quesadilla combo of all those things intertwined into something just beautiful dope ass film um i'll give an honorable nod to detroit I don't necessarily like watching films that bring me back into the time period of 15, 6, 50, 50, 60 years in the past where black people were getting ass beat by the police like on like it like if it's if it was a good like if it was a video game. That should be the next Call of Duty game. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Black <laughs> Black Rice March. That would be hilarious. Now, see that's what I'm telling you about. See, that's the thing I don't like about video game publishers are pussy now. Like that's some shit I would create. You gotta create some controversial like Call of Duty Black Call of Duty, Call of, Call of Duty, Black Lives Matter. Oh, that'll be lit. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be a heck of funny. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. Okay, so. But, um. Nah, but, like, you. <laughs> I'll give an honorable nod to the movie Detroit. Um. Girl's Trip was one of my favorites. Girl's Trip was one of my favorites. Uh, Coco was one of my favorites. I think my top three favorite films of this year are Thor Ragnarok, Girl's Trip, and, um. Um, what I will notice is Coco. Probably Shape of Water would be the first one if I get to see it. Now, what I would tell you the film, now, films that did disappoint me, and I end the segment on this, probably would be, um, probably would be, if it was a list of films that disappointed me, probably would be Pirates of the Caribbean, the last one that disappointed me, and Spider Man Homecoming. Two big disappointments. Call in. Let me know what you think. And for the last segment of the day, we're going to talk about, um, Origins, origins. Talk about the origin of I. Talk about the origin of me, because I feel like that's something that a lot of you guys might not be familiar with. You know, a lot of you guys might know me in passing. A lot of you guys might not know who I am, where I come from, who I am. And so, I got a few questions I'm gonna read off that a few of you guys um sent me through Twitter, and I'm gonna see and tell you, let you guys know a little bit about me, let you guys know a little bit about who I am. And like I said, you guys are always free to call in and let me know or ask anything you wanna ask. I'll publish callings. I feel they're interesting. I'll talk to you guys. Um, just let me know. Um, first question somebody asked me, where am I from? So, I was born in a city called Sacramento, California. I was born there. I lived there for one year. 
and I relocated from there to a city called Visalia, California. For those of you who might know a little bit of California, Visalia is in proximity of another city that's named Fresno, California. It's literally just all Cowtown and Mexicans picking apples and grapes. It's the best place to buy fruit. You can get like seven pounds of grapes for like three dollars. Seriously. So grew up out there for a few years and I moved from there to the Bay Area. I lived in Vallejo, California. Shout out to the Vallejo. Um when people ask where I'm from, because after that, I've lived in so many cities in California. I lived in Gulf, San Diego, LA, Vallejo, San Francisco, Sacramento. Generally, I tell generally I tell people I'm from. Um, generally, I tell people I'm, those Palos. Generally, I just tell people I'm from California. When people ask, I just say generally I'm from California. Just sum it up like that because I've lived in so many cities. But as far as like an area, I guess we could say that I call like my um, my stomping ground the the. The nativity of my birth, where where the where the seeds were planted, I'll say Vallejo, California, because of the duration of my childhood. That's where I grew up, and that's where I learned how to fight. That's where I learned how to pick locks. That's where I learned how to. Um, I keep giving examples of crime, but that's where I learned how to read. That's where I really discovered the love of reading that I've always had. Like, I've, and that's where I discovered Harry Potter. It was so many positive experiences I attached to Vallejo, California, in my childhood. So that's where. I can say that's where you can tell some origin is at. And I've lived in a lot of different states too. I've lived in Arizona. I went to Arizona State University. I lived in Georgia when I went to when I went to school out there. And I also lived in Alabama when I went to school out there. So I live I live in a lot of different places, you know? But um I live in a lot of different places. Um so that's where I'm from. That's one answer. Uh next question I had is um is uh and I always get this, it never fails. Is this your real voice? Yes. Yes, this is my real voice. Now, granted, my voice isn't stuck like this. I can actually make my voice really high if I want to. I can actually talk really high if I want to. I can talk as high as I want to. I can go high in the sky. Mama, also tell her, I have fun. Oh, I have fun. I love fun. I can get other one one. I can make my voice really chill, but generally, if it's talking about uncomfortable speaking tone, this is this is my comfortable speaking voice. Like this is actually comfortably how I speak, and it's just it is what it is. I mean, trust me, trust me. You know, I always say like, and I I guess I guess because I put my title with the greatest voice on Anchor, I put that honestly as more of a clickbait thing. I personally detest I personally detest detest the sound of my voice. I hate my voice, but at the same time. Uh, for for marketing purposes, you know, obviously you're listening to me right now. You wouldn't have clicked on it if it had said blessings to the God, our father of Jesus Christ, their brother, so Mary, you know, you want to, you want to hear the lit stuff. So the greatest voice. So I, so yes, this is my real voice. Um, next thing I ask is what made you want to be a radio guy? Um, you know what, man? I just, I just fell into it. Like I've always been the personality. I've always been a guy who had a hell of personality and I've always been a guy We'll be laughing, joking, clowning, and calling with my friends, laughing, joking, talking. I've always been there. I've always been the charismatic guy. So, um, because of that, I've always had confidence in the area. And I remember, um, how, how I started, po- I started with podcasting. And how I started podcasting was, is, um, at first I was trying to get into voiceover. So I bought a microphone, bought a really cheap ass $40 microphone from Walmart. And I got the microphone. And while I was at one point while I was doing that, I was I was kind of making some traction, but not that much. I actually just picked up a voiceover gig right now for to do like some audio books. And so um, I called my cousin because I just got done watching uh, One Piece, which is uh, not not One Piece. Um, Cabinet of the Iron Forge was a really dope anime. And so 
when I started watch, when I was watching, I called my cousin. I was like, I was like, dude, this is dope. You know what we should do? Because he loves anime like I do. You know, I was like, dude, let's just make an anime. Let's make a podcast about anime. Let's just talk about anime, right? Let's talk about anime. And you know, he was like, he was like, nah, I don't like know about that. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel comfortable. So anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, cut off. So yeah, we were. Um, I said, I told my cousin, dude, let's record the podcast. He's like, no, that's stupid. I don't, I don't want my voice from recording. You take your dumb self on and go do your stuff. It's okay, fine. So, because I just was like, because I just wanted, I was just in a creative mood. I'm a natural creative person. Like I write book, I write, I write, I do record. I actually, I actually do write. Um, I actually write on Wattpad. For those of you guys who do love dark fantasy and sci-fi, I actually do write books on, on Wattpad. Go check it out. But um, so, so I, you know, I'm at the house and I just tried. I put the microphone on, and next thing you know, man. As soon as I started speaking into the microphone, I'm feeling like I was speaking to people. So I started feeling like I was preaching or like just, it's this feeling I got. I was like, oh my God, like I'm, if it just was this like a, um, a calling, you know, I always feel like, I don't know if there's necessarily such thing as a calling, but I feel like when you find it, you will never forget it. When you find your call, it's like a, it's just this feeling like this, like, like you feel it and you're like, oh my God, like something's latched onto me. And it, that was how I felt when I started podcasting. Next thing you know. I just started doing YouTube live broadcasting, and next thing you know, I'm here at Anchor, and you know, I'm praying to God I win this contest, a thousand dollars. I'm open for that money because right now my rent's a little bit due, so this really would judge. This really would help me a lot. Um, but yeah, I just um, yeah, after that, man, I just I've just always, I've always um, yeah. So that's my story. Now, next question was is um, <laughs> what's your uh, what's your favorite type of girl? What's your type of girl? Um. I mean, I like. I, I think all women are beautiful. I, and then, not to say like all women. There's obviously ugly women, not beautiful, beautiful women. But as far as just a specific ethnic group that I'm attracted to overall, is hard. I've ne- I've never gotten that mentality. I've never gotten that mentality of I uh, like a specific type. Because let's say, for example, you're you're strongly attracted to women of Mexican descent. You're probably going to choose a beautiful white woman over an ugly Mexican girl. That just is what it is. I'm 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 just pre-station wise. I'm automatically attracted to black women. I love black women. I love chocolate skin black women. I just love it. But at the same time, I'm going to choose an attractive Mexican woman over an ugly black woman more than likely, especially if she has a dope personality. You know, and and that's the one thing too. You know, I hate to sound. You know, you know, let me not get into that. I'll get into that later. Well, that's actually a segment for tomorrow. That'll that'll be tomorrow's segment. But you know, so I'm I'm like I feel like um. I think I think that um I don't know, I just I just love all types of women. I guess personality wise, it was by personality wise, it's kinda hard for me to say what type of personality woman I like because I'm still at a phase where I'm still trying to figure out what type of woman do I like, what type of woman do I need, what type of woman would probably satisfy me. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm starting to wonder that a lot more. Like what like what kind of woman will make me feel happy? What kind of woman because there's some there's for the longest time, I thought that nerdy women were the type of woman that I would like. But then now I'm at the point where I'm like, well, maybe it's not nerdy. Maybe I need someone who's like me, like a little bit urban, a little bit hip. You know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So that's that. Um, next thing somebody asked me, I'll just be the last question before I talk to you guys directly, is um, what is it? <laughs> okay, this is what he said. Um, what is the worst? What is the worst experience you've ever had? In life, um, whew, 
Ooh, worst experience. I can tell you, I can, I, I've had a bad, some bad. I can tell you one bad experience I had that I'll never forget. So, I was an F up in school. Like, I ended up getting a GED. I went to Job Corp. Job Corp is basically juvenile detention center combined with, combined with, uh, combined with, uh, with trade school. So, you know, I didn't, at the time, I didn't have enough money to uh, get my hair cut by a professional barber. So, I hit this dude up who said he would come here for $5. And he, he, he fucked my head up so bad. He just, he just put ball patches all on my head. He put a freaking scadlark line right, like going down my head. It just was, it just was insane, man. Were I tried to keep it a secret. Them little nosy frog mouth little boys went around the school whispering in everybody's ear that JT's hair got effed up. Now I walked out of that goddamn cafeteria. I got, I got out the bed. I got, let me start. I got out the bed. Walked around with a hoodie on my head. Walked into the cafeteria. I walked in the cafeteria, man. Them niggas, them boys, boys snatched my head. Y'all, boys laughed so goddamn loud at me. It was the worst experience ever. It was like, it was like, it was like the worst experience of my life. I'm talking about just hundreds of kids just looking at me, just roaring in laughter. It was just the worst. I, it was just the worst. 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 But that was my experience. That was my last experience. And, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, it's what it is. It just, it just happened. It just happened. So, yeah. And this is going to be the last segment for the day. Um, I just want to tell you. I want to tell you honestly. Um, thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for all the Reese's peanut butter cups that you guys sent me in the mail. I'm joking. I, I wish I could get to the point that my listeners are sending me sweets, but you never know, man. You know, my goal right now in Anchor is to be the face of anchor to be the voice of anchor to be the guy that's why i put my title the greatest voice outside of clickbait purposes is to be the guy who's leading the charge in anger who's leading the charge and creating dope content making the world pay attention to what we're doing over here you feel me like i'll say at the end of the day radio is not just a passion it's a movement it's an art form it's a gift and i feel like i'm gifted at what i do i feel like there's a lot of people who are talented at what they do and this is also at the end of the day this is a platform for creators and creators a lot of creators on this platform so with that being said for those of you guys who want to contact and link up with me um call in if you want to do an interview with, if you want to do an interview with me because i'm so you don't know i'm so open to interviews if you guys want to do interviews with me let me know call in talk to me and just let me know like just let me know let's let's do let's link up let's do something you know we might actually be able to, we might actually be able to benefit one another you know we might actually be having a dope conversation and also for those of you guys because i'm trying to stay number one the leaderboard trust i'm really need to win this one thousand dollars it just it really would help me out right now in the situation i'm in please click listen please click shout out give me a shout out on your channel share repost add my segment to your stations let the whole world know about me because and I just would really appreciate it right now. Yeah, I would really appreciate it right now. You know, be, be, just, this will be such a dope-ass way to bring in the Christmas. So, with that being said, my name is JT Allstate. You, give me, you can call me a lot of names. JT, a lot of girls will call me Allstate. Um, it's nice talking to you guys. It's a pleasure having a conversation with you. My name is JT. I was about to kiss them like, but I realized there's guys listening to this mic too. One love.